Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. The name of this week's story is The Peters, Rocket, and the Roller Coaster of Emotions. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize! Last week, we had two winners again from two different families. Siblings Claire and Michael from Grapeland, Texas, along with, are you ready for this list of siblings? Emmy, Roddy, Ollie, Maggie, Vivi, and Teddy of Concord, California, with their answer of, glory to his name, from the story, Penelope Peters and the Near Hit. Great job, everyone! It's time for this week's story. The Peters, Rocket, and the Roller Coaster of Emotions. Hello, Mama Peters. It's me, Rocket's mom, Sunny. Mama Peters heard from the other end of the phone. Oh, hi, Sunny. How are you? We're doing okay, but I have a doctor's appointment this afternoon, and Grandpa can't watch Rocket because he's not been in the best of health lately. Is it possible that you could watch Rocket for me? I'll pick him up right after my appointment. He just loves playing with Pearson and Penelope. Oh, Sonny, of course. We would love to have Rocket. Wonderful. Well, I'm going to drop him off in a couple hours, okay? Absolutely. See you then, Mama Peters responded. Pearson and Penelope stared at Mama Peters after she had hung up the phone, awaiting an explanation. They had been working hard all morning on their schoolwork and had taken a break to play 500. When the phone rang, they had paused their game to eavesdrop in on Mama Peters' conversation. They were hanging on to every word. Because children, big and small, always love to know what's going on before their parents are ever willing to share. In fact, if truth be told, it is the rarest of children who will patiently wait until his or her mom is ready to divulge information without first asking what is going on. But Daddy and Mama Peters were wise to the kids, and they frequently made plans without the children knowing, and they were very secretive about it until it was time to share. Why, one time, as they were going to Bronzyland, Daddy and Mama Peters didn't even tell the children until they were on their way. They had secretly packed the bags and gassed up the car without the kids being any wiser. When Pearson asked why they had waited to tell them, Daddy Peters had explained that in order to save their sanity and not be bombarded with too many questions and sleepless nights in advance of the trip, they had decided to keep it among themselves until they were on their way to Bronzy Land. Actually, though, it suited Penelope and Pearson just fine because they had discovered that it was a little bit easier to learn of things right before they happened instead of well in advance so that they were spared the hard hours and days of waiting. But of course, they never would really learn their lesson. They were human after all. They still wanted to know things prematurely. They wanted the scoop on anything that might involve them at all, or frankly, of many things that did not involve them. So when Mama Peters hung up the phone that day and met their gaze, they looked as though they had already pieced together most of the hidden details. Well, Mama Peters, do you... What? Penelope began weakly. Mama Peters knew all too well what Pearson and Penelope were waiting for. They wanted the details. But she had playfully turned away from them to continue chopping up the vegetables on the counter. Well, what? Mama Peters queried playfully. Is there something that I need to know about, Pen? Well, uh, Mama Peters, uh, is, there, is there something we're allowed to know from your phone call? 
Yes, little darlings, we're planning to babysit Rocket this afternoon. How's that sound? Yes! I love babysitting, Pearson responded. Well, good, because I'm going to need you and Penelope to entertain Rocket because I have a lot to prepare for tonight's homeschool meeting. Oh, okay, Mama Peters. Well, don't worry. We'll handle it. Pearson seemed confident. With their curiosity satiated by learning of Rocket's afternoon visit, Penelope and Pearson resumed their game of playing 500. When Penelope put down a lay of two twos and a three, Pearson cracked up. <laughs> Seriously, Pen? You're going to waste your cars on that lay? Penelope giggled. <laughs> I know. I-, I shouldn't be using a two, a wild card, just, just for a two, but, but that's what I'm going to do. As the game continued, they both got sillier and sillier, and the game dissolved into utter foolishness. Pearson waved his cards up and down as if he couldn't decide on a lay. Up and down went his hand with his cards held tightly, in rhythm, to the rise and fall of his voice. No, yes, down, up, up. I think I'll lay this one down. No, I better not do that. Uh, Ah, the foolishness continued, and it seemed to be getting under Penelope's skin a bit. She snatched at the cards in Pearson's hand. But she missed grabbing them when Pearson pulled back and teased her by waving the cards in front of her face. Should I put them down or keep them? Keep them or put them down? Hold or play them? Hold or play them? What do you think, Pen? Pearson! Penelope had had her fill. She swiped again at the cards, this time successfully knocking them into the air. They landed on the floor, and Pearson bent down to pick up the scattered cards. Penelope! Pearson shouted. Well, Pearson, you wouldn't stop. Penelope defended herself. You were laughing, though. Well, yeah, but then you kept going because it was funny. Not after a while it wasn't funny, Pearson. Well, tell it to your face. You were laughing. I saw you. Pearson! With the arguing escalating, it had reached the ears of Mama Peters. All right. What is going on in here? She asked patiently. Penelope, please explain why I heard you shouting. Well, Mama Peters, we were playing 500, and really, I only have 30, I only need 35 points to win, and maybe I was going to win on this round, but Pearson kept fooling around. He wouldn't play his hand. I had 65 on the table and only 5 in my hand, and he wouldn't stop. Pearson, I'd like to hear your side, Mama Peters patiently implored. Well, we were playing, and the game was getting so long, it was like taking forever, and I really didn't know that Penelope was going to win. I was just making her laugh by not playing my cards, but re- pre- pretending to be confused. And she was cracking up, Mama Peters. And then out of nowhere, she knocked the cards clean out of my hand. Ah, I see. Penelope had grown exasperated with your foolishness, Mama Peters observed. Well, maybe. I don't think there's a maybe about it, Pearson. Did you let yourself run away with your foolishness? Okay, yes, I did, Mama Peters. And Nellie, did you give in to your sinful anger and respond to Pearson in a way that assuaged your anger? Well, but... Penelope paused, stopping mid-sentence as she realized that she should simply own her sin rather than to defend herself. Yes, Mama Peters, it was funny for a little while, but but then after a while, he he just wouldn't stop and it got got, got real... I, I just got tired of it. I understand, Pen. So basically, Pearson, you lacked self-control. Remember, Proverbs says a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. 
When you don't practice self-control and you give in to your foolishness, you open yourself up to sin. You're giving up some protections. When you continue to act foolish and silly, you're more prone to compounding your sin because you're not thinking straight. You didn't realize that Penelope was tired of it and it was time to stop because your foolishness blinded you. And that led to Penelope's reaction, for which you are not responsible because she is, but it was like turning fire up under a simmering pot of water. And Proverbs says something about that too. It says the beginning of strife is like letting out water, so stop before a quarrel breaks out. Penelope, have you ever heard of a dam breaking and flooding a town? It's happened lots of times. It might start with just a little bit of water that leaks through the weak parts of a dam, but it builds up and builds up and before long and before anyone realizes it, water is gushing everywhere and causing massive damage. Pen, you should have quit before letting all of that water of your anger come out. Pearson hung his head. Mama Peters, you're right. He turned to his oldest sister. Penelope, I'm sorry. Would you forgive me for provoking you to anger because of my lack of self-control? Of course, Piers. And would you forgive me for angrily flinging the cards? Of course, Pen. He accepted Penelope's hug and turned to Mama Peters. But Mama Peters, I do have a question. The game of 500 is a lot of fun, but sometimes it gets so long. We've been playing for like almost two hours. And at the beginning, I'm excited. But then I kind of get tired of it. And I start making silly jokes and and get more foolish. And then sometimes we get mad. Is it bad if I just quit the game? Pearson, that is a great question, Mama Peters replied. And you just described the human condition. Every person struggles with being all over the map emotionally. Why, throughout my day, I can be as happy as a clam one minute, and in my heart, suddenly a dark cloud descends, and I turn on a dime. That happened to me just yesterday. I was thrilled and praising the Lord that the twins had gone potty in the toilet, and I walked out of the room and saw how messy their toys were, and immediately I felt my mood darken. The world might call this moodiness but we're called to be self-controlled. We should not give in to frequent shifts in our moods. And there's another verse in Proverbs that reminds me of what I just said. It says a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Your spirit will always feel different, even as often as every few minutes. Pearson, that's what happened to you, bud. You went from enjoying the game of 500 to being a little bit tired of it and giving in to foolishness and eventually sin happened, right? When you feel your mood shifting, ask the Lord for a measure of self-control. Ask Him to help you put off the way you feel and to put on Christ, to be consistent and to keep your mouth from sin. Remember, a fruit of the Spirit is self-control. It is not easy, but it is important that we keep control of our moods which stem from our thoughts. So by God's grace, we keep our head about us and don't give in to our moods. No one ever said that's easy. But the more we practice not giving in to our moods, the easier it will become. I get that, Mama Peters, and and it does make sense, but would it be bad to quit when I feel like I don't want to play anymore? Well, wouldn't that be giving in to your mood and emotion, Pierce? It's so important to see things through to the end, 
even small things. And it goes back to that idea of practicing, because as it says in Luke 16.10, He who is faithful in a little thing is also faithful in much. Being diligent, there's that word again, to see something through to the end, and follow through with what your intention was before you experienced the emotional change. Of course, if you're playing with someone else, you must also think of that person as more important than yourself. Whenever you feel your mood shifting and you don't want to play your best, pray that the Lord would help you to wait patiently and keep your tongue from evil. Thanks, Mama Peters. That makes sense. But like you said, I'm going to have to do a whole lot of practicing. Pearson was pondering all that Mama Peters had just said, though his thoughts were broken up when the doorbell rang. Penelope and Pearson, with the twins in tow, went racing to the door. There on the porch was Rocket Cameron, although he was doing more hopping than standing, clearly excited to be at the Peters' house. Hey, Pierce! Hey, Pen! Hey, Twinkies! Sonny greeted them. Thanks for taking Rocket. I got an appointment at the doctor, you know. And I'll be sure to pick him up right, right away after I'm finished at the docks. Oh, it's no problem at all. The children are very happy to play with him. Mama Peters was always so gracious and hospitable. Come on, Rocket, let's play. Pearson pointed to the pile of toys on the living room floor and then turned back at Sonny. Bye, Mrs. Cameron. I hope your doctor's appointment goes well. Rocket was beside himself. He was so excited to be at the Peters' house. He joined in as Patience and Priscilla were building a castle with Penelope. After about 20 minutes, the castle was near completion. Okay, one final touch, Pearson announced. Let's add a turret. Ah, I'm tired. I I don't want to play with these blocks anymore. Rocket yelled and swung his arm, fist on the end, directly at the center of the castle, causing it to completely fall apart on the floor. The twins were so upset. Patience looked stunned as her lower lip quivered. She looked ready to cry. Priscilla began to cry. It's okay, girls. It's okay. We can always rebuild it. Penelope's voice was soothing as she embraced the twins. Upon hearing Penelope, the twins quickly calmed down, though Rocket was still worked up. I don't want to play anymore. I'm tired. I want to watch TV. Turn on the TV, Rocket began to demand. I don't think we can just turn on the TV, Rocket. We sort of have a house rule. Mama Peters doesn't want us to have the TV on, especially during the day. I want to go home. Penelope quickly took charge and walked over to Rocket. She coaxed him into a state of calm. Rocket, we love having you with us. You sure you want to go home? No, I don't want to go home. I, I want to stay with you. Can we make cookies? Rocket had stopped crying and was demanding again. Well, maybe I can ask Mama Peters, Pearson answered. Not ten minutes later, we're in the kitchen making cookies. Mama Peters noted that they needed them anyway for her get-together that evening. Being the most experienced among them, Penelope led the charge, and before long, they were rolling the dough into perfect balls and placing them on the trays. But true to form, it wasn't too long before Rocket declared, Okay, I'm tired of making cookies, and I don't want to do it anymore. Well, we need to finish them, Rocket. Mama Peters needs them for her homeschool meeting tonight. Come on, you can do it. Pearson was encouraging. I don't care. I want to play now. I don't want to make cookies anymore. Rocket persisted. 
Well, Rocket, I think it's time you learn to be self-controlled. You can't just do what you feel like all the time. We have to see this through to the end. Pearson used the same language that Mama Peters had used with him earlier that day. And Rocket actually seemed to be listening. Rocket, you know what happened to me today? I was being really selfish when I was playing 500 because I was getting tired and I wanted to quit. So I started acting silly. And, but, but Penelope was enjoying it and, and she was about to win. And, but I, I fooled around because I, I got tired of playing. And, and it wouldn't have been fair to Penelope to rob her of a win. There's a verse in the Bible that says that, that I'm not supposed to look out just for my own interest, but the, for the interest of others. And, and today, bro, we, you, 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 we, we were playing blocks and you quit. And then you destroyed the castle and it upset the twins. And the Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, that, that you're, you're not to give up, but you're, you, you'll reap if you don't faint. And that means not to give up. Even though Rocket had little, if any, spiritual awareness, Pearson shared with him about how he should be honoring God by doing his best. Rocket, who do you think is going to have to finish the cookies if you don't help? We'll have more work. And remember, it was you who insisted on making cookies. Well, okay, yeah, I guess it, I guess you and, you and Penelope and, and, and the Twinkies, I mean, the twins would, would have to help. Exactly. So how about you helping us finish the cookies before your mom gets here? It was as if a light bulb had gone off in Rocket's head. He turned back to rolling cookies and completed the task right before his mom, Sunny, strolled into the kitchen. Okay, bub, gotta go. Did you have a good time? Sunny wanted to know. I sure did, but I, I don't want to leave. I, I'm not ready, Rocket shouted. Only he took a look at Pearson, who was looking at him, eyes full of reminders about the lesson he was supposed to have just learned. Rocket quickly changed his tune. But I'm supposed to do right and not do what I feel like doing all the time. So I guess we can go. But can I come back sometime? Sonny was flabbergasted. Of course you can, Rocket. I was so prepared for a tantrum about leaving. Wow, Mama Peters, you're going to have to give me some tips on how to raise children, especially now that I'm having another one. Oh, Sonny, we're so thrilled. Is that why you had a doctor's appointment? Well, praise the Lord. He will give you much grace in parenting. And I'm happy to talk to you about what the Bible says about raising kids sometime. I don't have all the answers for sure. But God wants us to be faithful to Him in raising our kids. Well, whatever that means, Mama Peters, I'm going to need it. You know, because you know how Rocket can be. He's, he, he acts just, you know him. He throws tantrums. Anyway, the doc wants me to come back next week just because he wants to make sure everything's okay. And Billy, you know how my husband is, you know, he, he gets really worried about stuff like that. So I'm going to go next week. So, so maybe you could watch Rocket then? Of course, Sonny. Just let me know when. Rocket is welcome anytime. After saying their goodbyes, Pearson and Penelope began to clean up the cookie-making mess as the strains of music from the hymn Make Me a Blessing played softly in the background. This hymn is really appropriate right about now. You both have been a blessing to me today. I appreciate you taking a load off my shoulders and getting the cookies ready for my meeting tonight. They look great, Mama Peters complimented. Pearson let out a giant sigh. 
<sighs> Thanks, Mama Peters, but I'm really tired. I'm going to let Penelope finish the cleanup. Mama Peters could not believe her ears. She sputtered, What? Pearson? Oh, but she didn't get far before Pearson let out a laugh. <laughs> oh, Mama Peters, I'm just kidding. But wowza, it is hard to be around people who are ruled by their emotions, isn't it, Mama Peters? It does take a lot of energy, doesn't it? Mama Peters agreed. And how? I feel so ready for a nap. Well, Pearson, remember, it doesn't matter how you feel. You've got to finish the task, Mama Peters declared with a wink. This is Grandmom's Corner. The story this week speaks to the issues of quitting and not following through. Pearson wanted to quit the game he was playing with Penelope because he was tired of playing. Plus, he knew she was going to win, so he sabotaged the game by waving the cards all around and being silly and not allowing Penelope to finish the round. That was born from not thinking of Penelope as being more important than himself. When Mama Peters pointed out his selfish ways, Pearson repented and asked Penelope for her forgiveness. Of course, she quickly forgave him. Later that day, he witnessed Rocket's behavior, how Rocket didn't follow through and wanted his own way. When we don't follow through and see things through to the end, there can be dire consequences. Sometimes not following through comes in the form of procrastination. That is, when we put things off because we're lazy or we just don't feel like doing it right then and we say, oh, we'll get to it later. And sometimes later never comes. And there are other times that God rescues us from our own foolishness. Listen now to my granddaughter, Hattie, who tells about the time she procrastinated with doing her homework. That was due bright and early on Monday morning at her homeschooling co-op. Hi, I'm Hattie. I'm 12 years old. Here's a story about a time when I had procrastinated. When I was nine, I had some writing homework to do, but I didn't feel like doing it at the beginning of the week. It wasn't a ton of homework, so I figured I could get it done anytime. By the end of the week, I had forgotten about doing it altogether. On Monday morning, I had the feeling that I was forgetting something. Then I remembered that I hadn't done my writing homework. I scrambled to complete all of my writing homework and I just barely got it all finished before we left our house. I finished it all and told my mom what had happened. My mom asked me why I didn't do all my homework. I told her that I hadn't felt like doing it. Because of that incident, I learned my lesson and I'm not done that again because I know it's not good to keep putting off homework. Ephesians 5, 15-17 says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. This is saying to use your time wisely and to not use it foolishly. That time when I did not use my time wisely, but instead foolishly ignored my homework, I was not being wise, and I ended up having to rush and quickly finish my work. You've probably noticed that on our podcasts, we constantly share how important it is to do your very best for God and to do it with all of your heart. When we procrastinate and do slipshod work, that doesn't honor God. When Hattie was telling me the story the other day of how she had procrastinated with her homework, I asked her if she had felt apprehensive and nervous trying to rush to get her homework completed. She said she had felt anxiety because she didn't know if she would have time to finish it. When we do things properly and do our best for God, we can eliminate a lot of stress in our lives. The Lord was merciful to Hattie by allowing her to finish it before the class began, but it doesn't always work out that way. So let's be wise and live like those who love the Lord and give Him our very best. 
the Lord willing, we'll be back next week with another story about the Peters family. Bye for now.